riffs. Ah, I can show it intro. Det blir bara något löjligt. Welcome to this special episode of Gain It For Riffs, the end of season episode, as I gathered. Uh, we've been uh, recording now for ha- over half a year, a little short of half a year, uh, riffs for you guys, episodes and podcasts and uh, yeah, whatever. That's we've right. been recording a podcast about riffs for half a year. That's incredible. How are you doing, Jonathan? Yeah, I mean, on account of that, doing pretty well. We haven't missed a beat. You know, we released uh, an episode on, uh, as we planned on every single Wednesday. And also a little bit on top of that, just to prove that we could. You know, a few extras as well yeah. along the way. Basically just not to occupy too many weeks with uh, Metallic or Iron Maiden. But still, mm. you know, uh, I'm, it's nice to see that we have had this output. And now I'm kind of, you know, leaning back into gain it for retrospection. Yeah, I think it's important um, to go back a bit and see what we have done. Also, because we kind of wanted to answer the question, what is a riff and what constitutes a riff? And uh, we are uh, well on our way in trying to prove or kind of explain what a riff is in the yeah. most long-winded way possible. Uh, but I think it's going well. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's going well all way, all, only by the fact that it's long-winded. It's already going well, right? Because <laughs> I think that's a, <laughs> yeah. a big part of it, to try and stay on this journey. Because it's mm. no fun when you arrive, right? You don't want, you don't really want uh, the Fellowship of the Ring to arrive. If you're into that story, you just want it to continue on to countless adventures, right? I would say so. I mean, there is... Uh... I mean, probably one day in the distant future, we will record our last episode lying on our death beds, you know, clutching <laughs> our guitars, our future like synth guitars <laughs> that we can re- become really proficient at playing. Uh, you know, <laughs> that would oh, well. be amazing as well. But then maybe we have reached, we kind of have the answer and then it's not interesting anymore. But right now, I, I still feel uh, excited about the prospect of riffing with you every week yeah same here same here and i mean it's it's been uh, it's been half a year fairly active at that and i think it's not like with this topic there's no uh, there's no clear end to it we will do it as long as it's nice for us to do it as long as it's fun right <laughs> because you wouldn't yeah. want to invite anyone into a uh, kind of a, what, what would you say like a torturous or a dragging long ass <laughs> search that is not even fun. You know, having fun along the way, I guess, is key. And I've had my fun for sure. And more to come. Yeah, more to come. But I think as an uh, allegory of what like a torturous experience can be, I think you're you're right on the money there because I mean we have both maybe like I've been rehearsing with bands that kind of didn't work out, but you kind of want to put in the time, and in the end it just doesn't work and you want to end it to start something new but it can be really hard and uh but here i think we we kind of we know we feel you know it's it's maybe it's easier because it's just you and me uh, and you dear listener of course but uh i mean if you don't like it stop listening that's okay i mean i i we will talk until we're tired of talking but whenever that is i have no idea Um, (laughs) i mean that's pretty much how a podcast works you know that's you just described a podcast that's a pod you know, we will talk and you can listen if you want to. And uh, yeah, just to, exactly. I guess too, we're going to try and tie back to a few memories for this retrospection and maybe, you know, just look at what we've done and with uh, maybe some clear examples. And uh, of course, I want to start by going all the way back. Uh, so I'm going to mm. go to an episode, not number one, uh, but number two, actually, uh, when we discussed ah. Led Zeppelin and Pantera. You remember that? 
Or like what's uh, your immediate uh, yeah, memories? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was back in May. In May this year, you know, it was uh, spring was a bloom, so to speak. I remember listening to your acoustic notes from Ten um, Years Gone in this uh, blooming kind of spring environment. And I mean, it's what I what I instantly think is that that was a bit of a different time, right? It was uh, sure there mm. was already a pandemic, but uh, I was like on the porch in uh, my countryside place uh, in my mind, and later also in person. You know, maybe the day after or something. It was like soundtrack to my summer, that kind of mm. uh, breezy vibe in ten years gone. So that's my first memory. <laughs> so actually, your riff from that episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, let me play it a bit louder here with the. Anyway, yeah, that, that was an interesting time because we had recorded like six episodes, I think, before we released the first one, something like this. Yeah. Because we really wanted some, uh, we didn't want to be caught uh, with our pants down, you know, with no episodes to be released and stressed out, which is kind of what where we are at now, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. but also maybe fortunately, because it made us more current in a way, yeah. Uh, which I think uh, I like it in a way. Uh, but it was in in the beginning. I remember we made so many episodes. Uh, we were recording like uh, you know five episodes a week, and we had episodes all through the summer, all. All until from May until August, we had episodes yeah. lined up. Uh, Pretty quite much. an interesting way of doing things. What do you feel about uh, picking the bands like Led Zeppelin and Pantera so early on? Do you feel like maybe it would have been nice to to dig them out later when we kind of got the groove of it, or is it good that we started off there with uh, some of our like some of the big names that may have been worth saving? Um. Well, I mean, we, I don't think there's a rule that we can't bring out bands again, although we haven't really done that. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, it was, I don't know. No, it, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now, like, well, maybe it would have been nice to have uh, sprinkle a few more Led Zeppelin riffs in there, but uh, because our, it's a bit different now. Now I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, how I do the prepared episodes now is like, it's not enough with one riff. I kind of want right. to learn more because I get so into the the specific riff meister of the week that I, I bring like three riffs maybe. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so that maybe make, if I, I can't, of course, I can't listen to this episode uh, now. It's, uh, I don't think the sound is good. Uh, I, I gather, I don't remember actually, but I think it's not as good as it is now. The speaking um, part and the playing, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> nah, no, I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't. Can't listen to those uh, either. But uh, I just kind of. Um, I think uh, they had their their time and space for sure, and uh, some nice bands and riffs in those early episodes. But also, we we didn't really plan the format that much, so it kind of developed as we went on, right? And in the early episodes, yeah. it was more about picking a certain riff, just really lining around the riff. Whereas now we look more at the the bigger picture of the riffage. Yeah, I mean, Rush episode three, I think that, that I was really happy with that choice. Um, it was a. It was like the first time I felt also maybe when we were recording that there was also some like you could get at some emotions in the in the subject matter because it was uh, very nice to talk about that uh, that yeah. song and that riff and uh, the story behind uh, Limelight uh, by Rush um, and I think I think that was the first time I realized uh, the like. I realized what this show could be, you know, maybe not, you know, for the listener, I don't know what the listener thinks, but uh, for me personally, like to go through things that I wanted to uh, think about, you know, it's healthy to talk about what you're feeling. It's healthy to talk about how you view the world and have someone to listen and like also bounce back on. 
Yeah. And then uh, that oh, at plus plus also comes with a heavy riff. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a good it's a good deal, you know. Like it's uh, it's a really good deal that we got going. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I think that episode um, is the number three. It's the third release, you know, the third album, if you will. And uh, I think that's where we found the, the concept. That was that was my first reaction when you, even when you started playing the the rush riff here, limelight, and also mm. that's when the wordplay came in. A limelight in the black was the first mashup title, actually. Uh, yeah, was so, it ten, ten yeah, years yeah. at the cemetery gates? Yeah, I added that. Of, uh, I added that later. But a limelight oh, in the black okay. was the, yeah, exactly. So that was the first uh, wordplay in the, like kind of you know really the format setting. And that's another perk yeah. of recording a few episodes before you release the first one, right? Uh, yeah, and how it formed and uh, the finding, I guess, the emotional aspect of, of the show. Uh, you addressed also, it's, it's quite an important part of it because it's not just amazing riffs. Or, there's always another dimension or a more human dimension to find in a discussion, even if you start out from, from riffage. So I think, uh, yeah, good, um, good to think back there, but I think uh, you might want to jump ahead a little bit from there. Uh, to mm-hmm. another memory and um, one i have is uh, you bringing in a swedish band november as well oh yeah which was in episode eight and how they kind mm. of went in together with megadeth and uh, one of those weird <laughs> combination that's somehow worked out right yeah i mean uh, this uh it's, it's something i want to talk a little bit more later uh about like issue uh, Playing Swedish music, it's quite interesting in this, uh, in the concept of this show, which is uh, <laughs> fairly like a kind of a stretch that we're we're from Sweden, but we talk English <laughs> to an international audience yeah. about riffs. But then we talk, well, that's okay in a way. We talk about Megadeth, but then we talk about the Swedish band, and it becomes it's very strange. Uh, right. But it was also it was also nice, of course. I mean, I I, I think I picked the riff rather than the band. Yeah, because uh, it's a really uh, killer riff, according to me. Very heavy um, riff. Very cool riff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, also, I guess, uh, if you're not Swedish, uh, you might still want to hear about Swedish bands. And then maybe many yeah. of the resources are in Swedish. For example, on a band like November, it might be hard to find any introduction in English. I mean, of course, in text, but still, you know. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's impossible. Right. Uh, Re- that's really hard, uh, and uh, I, was, I was reminded of a friend of mine, um, and this is quite interesting. He's uh, he's an artist also, but he works with uh, uh, nuclear bunkers and um, uh, like yeah, well, doomsday bunkers. You know, like the that they build in every major city and also in the in the countryside all over the world. But he he is um, based here in the Netherlands, and he had this interest that he wanted to visit bunkers. And uh, no one really knew so much. He found a lot of blueprints and uh, asked people, but uh, at some point he didn't find anyone to ask. So then he started going down himself, making this um, spelunking into uh, uncharted territory. And then he found himself on the other side being the like foremost experts on uh, expert on nuclear bunkers in the Netherlands. Because he, he just had this interest that brought him to an unknown field, and he is like the now the guy that everyone else calls. Uh, wow, nice. <laughs> that reminds like that me of this. You know, you have it's very hard to get into something, but you really have to try. But I think we can help a little bit uh, yeah. in that sense that we kind of make these weird connections, um, but also that you, dear listener, help us like come with uh, interesting views, interesting. Um, uh, tips of bands that we should check out maybe from your country but we, that yeah. would be an interesting thing if we get some Italian death metal or something from the early yeah. 80s that yeah, would be cool. uh, really cool that'd be way cool and we've had like uh, from what I've heard from listeners uh, like the, the reflections on, on them listening sometimes it's like oh this is one of my favorite bands one of my favorite riffs nice that you featured it but uh, almost more often than that or at least as often it's uh, something new that was brought to their attention, you know, something that may have been uh, sleeping in their attention before. Yeah, and uh, like uh, sometimes <laughs> a lot of, and then some, sometimes I hear also, oh, why do we talk about that band? I hate them. I can't stand it. <laughs> but yeah. it also, you know, uh, the smoking is embarking. I don't know. If you pick a band that I don't like, it's not a problem for, to me. You know. No, no. I mean, for our conversation, I think it's, it's interesting also to uh, see where it goes because you, you might, uh, 
uh, see something you didn't expect, uh, see something you like, yeah. even. Uh, but that, that was yeah. for sure. That was interesting. Um, those early days, yeah. But uh, Jonathan, I want to ask you. So, what uh, of all the <laughs> of all the riffs that you played? Yeah. This, uh, yeah. Well, let's go for that question. W- which was your favorite riff to play uh, yourself? Like so that you maybe you didn't think it would be your favorite riff, but it became your favorite riff. The favorite riff to play. Uh, it's, it's hard. If I overthink it, I start making a list or something in my head. So I'm gonna go yeah, with yeah, the, fir- yeah. the first. There was a title that just popped in my head when you said it. Now, yeah. So this is not thought through, and that was actually Crystal Mountain uh, Death Riff. Mm. That riff really like. Uh, uh, felt something within the actual riff. Yeah, that was really. Uh, can we hear it? Oh yeah, let's see. Let's see. was also well i like that i mean i was uh, kind of also guess when i was gonna guess it's also kind of became a thing i guess for <laughs> that uh, we bring such sometimes so different things uh that the other might not have heard it and they, we have this guessing game going on yeah uh, but in this case i didn't dare to guess but i did think oh maybe it's death and it was death yeah. I kind of had that. It was on the tip of my tongue. I think I'm getting a bit better at it also. Although yeah. I completely failed with uh, Mastodon, I remember. <laughs> but that was uh, that was almost Kug, you know. That was almost like a yeah. trick question. Because mm. you had suggested it uh, not long before. So I give you a pass on that one. And I think I like the guessing game too. And we're not making it easy for each other. I like that. We're bringing in yeah. whatever yeah. we yeah. want to bring in, we're going to bring it in. Uh, so uh, and sometimes it's, <laughs> I think... If I were going to be on this top list again, you know, I had my favorite riff to play, I guess, and my favorite song to guess. Uh, let's yeah. see here. <laughs> it was one of them. Down was one because you had dialed in such a great tone for that, so I could hear it was down yeah. already by the tone. All right. Yeah, and uh, Link Ray yeah. that I I guessed ACDC that was fun, you know, just because oh, yeah. it sets off uh, these associ- associations when you do the wrong guess. Yeah, I mean you get this association right? because we're we're there. There are twelve tones, right? Twelve, 12 tones that ca- uh, yeah, at least in the Western standard. Western standard music. It's uh, we're, we're we're not. I don't have a microtonal guitar, uh, but in the, you can bend. You on, can bend. On, Yes, true. Okay, yeah. uh, there are free, there are a million frequencies. <laughs> yeah, but there are pretty it much does, twelve notes when it comes to composition. Yeah, yeah, yes. My that that's my point. I mean, and they can be uh, <laughs> switched around like a million times. But you still, you know, we have in the music we most of the music we chosen. You know, like the 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 approach is uh, similar. You know, the the approach from a Western. Uh, uh, yeah. Western view on the guitar neck. Uh, sometimes I think we uh, it, it is challenged, um, and I, I want to challenge it more. Definitely, yeah. Uh, explore. I really enjoyed exploring uh, the desert uh, blues rock. That was of, cool. Uh, Modo Mokhtar and yeah. uh, maybe t- maybe Tinariven and stuff like this. I found a band this week that. Uh, 
seems really promising. Maybe I'll I'll feature um from them in the future. But cool. it's just this 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 what I like when it, when it's evident that the guitar player, like the the riff meister, is excited oh, about yeah. playing the guitar because it's not always the case. I think true, it's true. definitely not always the case. Sadly. And when it comes to this uh, 12 notes or the microtonal stuff, I mean, uh, even though I mean, I profiled myself as a bit of a lover of this 80s metal and all that, but I'm also like this big uh, music hippie, you know. <laughs> I, love, uh, <laughs> I love music that is uh, very loosely connected to my local culture as well, uh, both in how it sounds and the stories behind it. So I think, uh, speaking of Mokhtar, there's definitely ways to go. Uh, if you want to explore music and there are riffs everywhere in, in in all kinds of strange you know ilks of of music oh yeah for sure and uh but i mean i also i don't know which one was the first or we kind of uh, we we strayed from metal pretty early on i mean i started off with the most metal riff i could find in the <laughs> first episode oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> but then uh, you know it, it. It there. It's really. I think the 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 concept grew on me. You know, like the what what it can be. I mean, already in, uh, uh, yeah, in the second episode. I mean, we got a bit. Uh, I got a bit uh, more acoustic, and then uh, uh, we had uh, the strange episode, the fifth episode, the Greg Allman and Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, that was come and go, Doctor Wiley. Which is uh, where, where I really have, I have, I I, uh, I retuned my guitar and I got this riff that I really liked, and then uh, Mega Man came out and it just became the weirdest combo <laughs> yes. ever, kind of starting the trend of uh, <laughs> strange combinations. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes actually, but uh, not one of the top uh, listened ones. Like, uh, but that's really hard for us to calculate. Also, I mean, again, we have a little bit of stats through our distributor. But uh, I can't really foresee which episodes you guys out there are going to stream most. It comes as a surprise sometimes. Like Entombed was one of the most streamed ones. Tool was one of the most yep. streamed ones. And uh, then, obviously, big ones like Metallica and Beatles. But still, like it comes left field sometimes. I can understand <laughs> that uh, Greg Mega Man is one of the least streamed ones. I can understand that. It's a pity because I like it, but hey. <laughs> yeah but uh, maybe uh, hey for you new listener who is binge listening right now and don't know which uh, episode you should listen to next listen to that one might surprise you episode 5 it's short and sweet yeah <laughs> definitely but uh, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I want to go back I mean okay we're, we're talking about the riff but like what is what is actually a riff you know I tried there with the 12 tones that can be uh, uh, uh communicated in so many different ways but uh, mostly in western music you hear you know the 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 influences like there's so many riffs that are around indeed where i was with down you know like which is almost Yeah, uh, just got paid by CC Top. I couldn't spell. <laughs> yeah. in. Yes, uh, it's almost like it's hard to remember them uh, after the fact because you 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 learned uh, you you taught yourself to play them, but then they're so kind of similar to other riffs that you have to go back and relearn them because you can't remember them. That's right. Because uh, because it's so like it's very um, it's very subtle sometimes if there is a or like. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the same different thing. Uh, accents, really. Like, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's a good point because, uh, yeah, dear listener, I have two ways to reply to the question: What is a riff? One is the kind of uh, hippie way, you know, when I describe it as a, a direction or a journey or something. But the other one is to mm. be kind of concrete with it. And when you take this example, it's a really good opportunity to take the second route and be concrete. And here we have the concept of accents. Like, where do you put the accent in the riff? You still you have this standard blues rocker riff, 5-7 type riff. But uh, yep. where do you put the mutes and the accents and which notes are more emphasized, less emphasized, and uh, where is the beat in the riff? 
So that's another, yeah. like a riff could be a combination of a melody and a beat in a sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a, a very nice uh, uh, way to put it. Uh, the the tiny tiniest alterations can change the whole thing, but it's also about a riff, you know, like uh, we kind of in, in the beginning, I was like, oh, the riff should be a riff by itself. It shouldn't be, you know, dependable on the context. It should be listened to. Um, I think mm. I said that several times that, oh, this riff li- really goes by itself it sounds really cool and then i go back maybe and uh, i play it and it's like wow it's so similar to this other thing but if you listen to this the rest of the musicians the song the lyrics um the production you know like yeah it's really a different song but it's uh it's a it's a team it's teamwork you know it's not just the guitar player uh okay. although in some cases it uh, it really can be standout um yeah. uh, but i wanted to ask you which was uh where, when did, I mean, you're a really good guitar player. I have to say, sometimes you say that you're not good or that you're not like the best, but I think you have the chops, man. Oh, I'm thanks. just trying to, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, woo! Uh, I think I think it's 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 so nice. I have something to strive for, also. I, I mean, in, in a way, I have this con- a contest that I mean, it's like you know, you're a, a marathon runner, and I run, you run the whole lap. Uh, the whole race and i'm kind of uh trudging behind i can't i'm not even allowed to start at the same time as you i'm like uh, in vasaloppet i'm in the klunga <laughs> in the way back and i'm working myself forward but like inching forward riff by riff you know so like yeah. at some point i'm really dreaming of the day when i um when i blow you out of the water i mean it's it's like a friendly competition that i'm the only one you know i'm the only one in the competition i feel but it doesn't matter because like i have something to strive for right when i started playing guitar it's exactly what i did i tried to find someone to to play with and uh, preferably someone mm. that was uh, better at playing and just to kind of you know have that friendly competition same goes for writing riffs coming up with cool content uh, having uh, good yeah. ideas for for uh, for trivia and all of that so it's it's in everything really when you do this kind of co- corporation type thing in a band or in a pod something to try and follow and uh, to get better and uh, i mean yep. uh, i also practice way more now actually you know uh, just not <laughs> just because of the show but it was definitely a catalyst i began teaching guitar a little bit again and my student is all about technique he's not that interested in composition otherwise i can waste some time not waste i mean uh, that's interesting stuff but i can talk theory and getting to know the notes and everything, but he only wants to learn to shred. <laughs> and so I have to really like uh, uh, polish my technique to be able to help him. And uh, so it doesn't really matter if uh, you're where you are in the duo, like uh, in terms of capacity, it only matters that it inspires you to try and uh, find new ways to do it, I think. But just, uh, just as a final note on that whole technique thing, being a good guitarist and so on, you know, of course, I'm happy with how I play. I also played now for 20 years at this point, almost. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, not always actively. But the reason that I kind of downplay the technical side is that it's not really what I want to bring with this show. Uh, never was, you know, because there's so good resources out there on YouTube with the images and everything if you really want to dive into how to play things. So I guess I also consciously wanted to stray away from that and keep the discussion in, in more of a general music discussion. And I think it's, you know, the riff is a great way to start, but it always evolves into something more. We addressed like uh, emotional aspects and other aspects of music and music history. And I think that's kind of what I want to do with the show. If you're interested in the riff, you get the rest. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think uh, you're right, but uh, sometimes a tasty riff is just a... Tasty riff, you know, right? Like, uh, what, what this one can. You know, it's just fun. Great. Uh, Helix by Justice from an early episode, also. Uh, that also, like, it kind of was fun to dwell, dive into an, like an unexpected territory, like. Uh, of course, I mean the song features a, a riff guitar, but it's not the first aspect of that band that you think that you think about. You think they're kind of a, a dance band, yeah. a dance music band, but they have uh, have more to give actually, also in the riff department. And I think that's interesting when these things happen. And um, uh, well, you did it with Mega Man definitely, and uh, <laughs> in yeah. uh, some other cases as well. Um, 
a lot of memories too, like triggering memories. Speaking of justice, you know, remembering almost losing my job and the angry guy with the dog, uh, and the, our little after party rehearsal, and uh, things <laughs> like this. And I mean, we didn't, uh, we 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 didn't even try to make an episode where we introduce ourselves. So I think it's important to uh, kind of along the way uh, get to know us because it's always going to be from our perspective anyway. Yeah, I mean, f- fortunately or unfortunately. <laughs> we're not really like uh, music journalists. Uh, we're more like experiencing this, right? And kind of uh, speaking uh, speaking our piece. Yeah, and I mean, it's, uh, that's what it is. And uh, we do, like, uh, we like to say that we do minimal research, but I think we really geek out on certain aspects. Yeah, yeah. Really go go way, way beyond just... Uh, uh, looking at the Wikipedia page most times, especially I think, but it's also good. And I, I want to bring it back to the riff a little bit more. That uh, the the process of learning a riff also adds to that. Like the, the you want to make a good episode. You want to make. Um, and sometimes maybe you you know that uh, Jonathan might have more info about it this artist, and it might just be nice to lean back. But then you're also like, I want to have something to say uh, yeah. about this and. Um, yeah, and I, I think uh, that is a still a fun aspect, and I think I, I don't want to be too relaxed. I, I still keep, uh, you know, I still keep this healthy competition going, and uh, and it's just my interest in music is just explore, uh, exploding, <laughs> exploding. Yeah, no, that's great, and I think uh, of course it's gonna be surrounding the riff always. You know, you gotta bring a riff. That's uh, that's the idea of the show, and. Uh, yeah, I had I had a comment. What was it again? Uh, it was on uh, on research. That's right. Uh, yeah, about uh, the minimal research. Of course, it's a lot of memory happening. You know, I'm I'm rarely even with any material or notes, but everything is from memories. So I guess it's more like we can make factual mistakes, but a lot of these uh, tri- this trivia is grounded like in in memory, uh, which I like. Yeah. So you can open up different doors, get some associations, and our our format is uh, very loose in that sense, which is nice. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And uh, no, but I really enjoy like we do a, a, a special on a band that you really know, and there's a lot of, of information. Um, but then sometimes, sometimes there isn't anything to say. Like for instance, <laughs> we, I, I, you had brought. Uh, Entombed, and it almost became an entombed special. But then I f- found it was an excellent yeah. opportunity to talk about the sword, which is like this uh, uninteresting band that has riff that riffs that annoy me, but are in some way pretty interesting. You know, yeah. Uh, so, so they could have a half half feature, let's say. Yeah, um, I really like that about Entombed that you brought five riffs, I think, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Like- that's awesome, and that's a good thing with having the guitars plugged in and ready to play, right? That's a uh, I don't know any other podcast that does that. And maybe, you know, to non-guitarists, it could be annoying, but it's definitely some a good tool for us to, to explore yeah. an episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, no, that's just, just what I just said, right? That it's good to have yeah. the guitar ready. And I mean, I don't know about the listening experience. It's really abstract to me, so I can't really adapt the format too much. Uh, if you're, mm. yeah, I mean, if you're annoyed, for example, by a riffing guitar coming in, it's probably not your show, right? <laughs> probably not, right? Just yeah, how I it mean, is. because for a little while there was like the the idea that maybe it would be a like an each episode there would be different topics, so like. Gain it for Riffs presents uh, Strange Trivia. You know, I like, uh, <laughs> that was never the idea. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> you came okay, up with or, that now. Or like, or, or like, Great pick slides from the last century. You know, like, yeah, you know, that much. would have been a terrible show. Yeah, absolutely right, terrible. Right. It has to have a loose format in order order to work. And uh, as far as who listens, uh, it's hard for me to say because with my friends, with you or with Christian or other people that I share a lot of musical taste with, uh, we have vastly different podcast tastes. You know, I think it's very yeah. very personal what you listen to. 
So it's really, really hard for me to know who who, who would want to listen to us do this. I'm just happy that there are people that would, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I I know some people that do listen and then they comment, but I'm very fine with not... Uh, with my f- that there, that there isn't like it would be very horrible if all my friends were listening to each episode. It would yes. feel very strange, you know, because yeah, it right. is. Uh, a, a spe- I mean, they would probably, you know, oh god, they feel really obligated to do it, or you know, that would be terrible. I don't yeah. want that. I want people who are interested and who kind of get into the groove, uh, get something out of it. I hope that's uh, that's a guest we have. Yeah, you, right. dear listener, are that guest. Uh, we have a quite mixed audience also. Like uh, we got, uh, lo and behold, even both uh, genders listen to this podcast. I think for a rock riff podcast with twenty percent female listeners, we should be we should be happy with that, right? And uh, we Definitely. have all ages from uh, twenty to uh, sixty plus now. Uh, even some teenagers listening. Wow, that's strange. <laughs> that's very strange. But that's like one or two. Ever. Generation Z is listening. You yeah. know, like with, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the, it's different. Like the guitar, it, this is interesting. This is what I want to talk a bit about because, okay, you think about the new generation growing up with Billie Eilish and uh, trap, uh, yeah. trap hip hop. Yeah. Um, but all, this music, it also includes the guitar, often like, or like sampling, or there are actually a lot of accomplished musicians. Um, Today, I think there is more guitar players around today than it was in the. Yeah, 70s, the guitar is kind of back. It's kind of back. But I also think it's in a back in a uh, in a democratic way. You know, you don't need to be a guy with long hair. No. Uh, you know, play, and renting uh, small girls via po- via mail order, <laughs> right? Like our fr- friend, our good Jimmy friend Jimmy did. Yeah, we can talk about that more. But uh, <laughs> when you said that, I was like, "Oh, what the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Um, right. But that is—I think—that's such a nice thing that uh, you know, like every instrument is welcome in the mix, and I, and also that you know, there's so many proficient uh, players of instruments, and it's not overplayed anymore. I think I think it's the the most annoying, most terrible. Uh, time of rock music was the maybe like the garage rock revival uh, of the early uh, 2000s uh, you know yeah. and I like many of those bands like uh, Helicopters and stuff And but there were the Strokes there were Franz Ferdinand it was yeah. all this and they were still like playing this um, you know this kind of von Oben attitude that they yeah. were the only ones capable of doing this smart fantastic music and it always got hailed as the new best thing and it's, it was fucking terrible yeah it's an interesting thing you bring up now because uh, again this show kind of follows our path right through rock music yeah. and metal and riffing but an interesting thing that dawns on me now is that we kind of always wanted to be in another time in terms of rock not only not <laughs> yeah. only there that the 70s thing the stoner rock thing not at all only actually i mean remember you very early on showed me Elvis, for example, you were into country. Uh, I, I love the 80s, uh, and I love the 80s in the 90s, uh, mind you. You know, So I think yeah. we, our paths are, of course, physical, but there is this metaphysical music path that we could share with people that are older or younger than us, right? From having wished yeah. to be in another time musically. And I think now is a better time musically than when I was in my kind of music, uh, not heydays, because these are the heydays. These are the golden years. Mm. It's great to be 34, really is. But uh, uh, in the formative <laughs> years, uh, you know, yeah. I kind of wanted to maybe be somewhere else in music. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you say formative years because I think I've had kind of, uh, maybe this is something that happens when you're about to uh, go into your 40s. Uh, but st- I'm still 36. I went a half year thinking I was 37. That was yeah. pretty weird. And then I counted back, like, when am I born? I was like, whoa. I do <laughs> I this all I the time. I, do this. I did this yesterday. I said 35. I'm not 35. I recently uh, turned 34. Yeah, anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, but it, it, it is in a way, I mean, with the resurgence of, or like the, the, the maybe the revolution of music, um, uh, tutorializing, you know, on YouTube, and maybe this in a, certain aspect this podcast like they're talking about music talking about music production 
um, the means of producing music or exchanging ideas uh, becoming so uh, open for everyone, like uh, democratized and um, with no borders. I mean, that uh, got me, you know, like I'm back playing the guitar. I also played the guitar for 20 years, but I, I was really bad at keeping it up because there wasn't really no reason to, except for occasionally I, I had these periods when I wrote songs and I still do. But this is, uh, I mean, I'm really like spending a lot of time uh, looking at YouTube can channels like uh, oh, Adam Neely, Paul Davids, uh, Rick Beato, 8-Bit Music. Okay, shout outs, shout outs uh, galore, yeah. but uh, sure. yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I like I like it. And uh yeah, this uh fucking great. Great great to be a musician. It's an interesting topic you bring up because you bring up another topic that is uh, uh like kind of fitting for a uh, a show at large and uh, an episode like this and that's the kind of the community aspect of it too. That uh, you kind of want to bring something in there even if just a just a couple of ears listening, you know, way less than Rick Beato for sure. But it's still yeah. just nice to engage. I think I've always been like that. If I have an interest, I want to kind of, I want to enjoy it uh, as a consumer. But I also always want to go a little bit under the hood, you know, go a little bit behind the scenes, work on the, work out all the kinks and 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 uh, present a show, present something to someone else. So you know, it goes yeah. hand in hand with what you just said. Enjoying all these info coming into you, maybe you want to put something out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I think. Uh, what do I think? I mean, I would maybe mention uh, Ola England here also as uh, as a guy who was. I remember his first video that he put up. You sent it to me. He was talking in this. He was making a voice. I think. Yeah, he he was too shy to be in his own voice. He didn't like how it sounded. He didn't like it. So he, he yeah. was too shy in the beginning. It's a very interesting journey because now he's like all over the place and being very obnoxious too. And I, he's he's not a one of my tightest friends, but we have like. Uh, uh, back in the day when when we didn't have jobs you know <laughs> or i didn't have mm. i was like a, i was in high school so yep. we had a lot of time to drink and and also we mixed an album together so that took a week uh, so we spent quite a bit of time with him and he's really he is himself on on his channel like he seems to be almost forcing it but he, he just kind of that he has a really strange character and uh, <laughs> i think the fact that he he was finally brave enough to show it was his selling point really i think that's why he's big today mm. and huge uh, because yep. a lot of it is about maybe putting yourself out there, and like you said, you don't want your all your friends to listen to the show. The show is no. uh, obvious, obviously it's public, but it's still kind of private. Yep. And I think the private aspect is like that's why it's gaining for riffs too. You know, it's not yep. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ole and is talking about current topics because that's too inviting in a way. It's weird to say that, but I want to have this uh, little maybe mm -hmm. separatist platform in a sense, even though it's definitely everyone is welcome. Mm. Could you maybe yeah, I mean, shine uh, that out? Maybe make it sound better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there's maybe the, the the friend podcast is really like you know uh, the kind of thing that people do nowadays. And I've, but I think it fitted for us uh, to do it because we always had this conversation, uh, the same conversation since we first met. That has really yeah. never had this ending, you know. So it just continued. I really have that feeling, right? Um, which makes it easier. I think it's easier to do this, or maybe only possible to do this podcast with you rather than, uh, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I can't name anyone. But No, it is, it uh, is definitely like that kind of unique combination that you, you couldn't, um, it wouldn't work with uh, either missing. It wouldn't. No. And I think no. that's a good strength uh, for, for, any, for any collaboration. It's a good strength that it's kind of completely dependent on all parts. Yeah, but although it, if I like it when uh, the the podcast takes a bit of a, it comes out of left field with you did an extra bonus episode for Mastodon. <laughs> oh yeah, know. right. And I didn't tell you. <laughs> no, that was kind of fun. I mean, I was like, yeah. "What is going on?" But I felt I listened to it like, "Yeah, this makes sense." I mean, the, the, it's like under the 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 Gaelic for Riffs uh, universe. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, I think we can definitely do an episode uh, solo. That's fun, you know. That's always fun. It's like, mm. a, you know, you have a band. You All of a sudden, here comes a song written only by Bruce Dickinson in Iron Maiden, for example. You know, so you could always do that, and it's still a collaboration, even though you, you have some tricks on your own, some tricks up your own sleeve, oh. I guess. 
Yeah, but I think also sometimes like there's a unique things that happen in this uh, for me at least. I mean, it might not be unique for anyone else, but when we're when we're talking, when we're playing music, like occasionally something happens, and this was just a silly thing, but it was really cool when uh, to me it was really nice when I was playing this Kurt Weill riff, uh, pretty pimping. Oh yeah. Mind, like. Turn on the <laughs> like this fun stuff that just like uh, happens in the yeah. spur of the moment. And I think that's important just in life that um things are mixed up and brought in uh, you know like you keep things fresh by um, by also um, putting yourself out there you know I, I kind of you know I, maybe I'm, I'm going a bit too far with this all the singing stuff but I really enjoy it sometimes occasionally yeah. singing a song also and fuck, fuck it it's my it's my podcast I can do whatever I want and that's also nice yeah it is and I I, I was also thinking about the singing I wanted to address it way before in this recollection episode uh, but uh, we had some other topic going, but I find that that's really interesting. We talked about Ola being too shy to talk, and definitely for me, that was already a uh, threshold, just to talk and uh, broadcast yeah. it. And then we play, and then now we sing as well, and I can't really sing. <laughs> I mean, we we always like to sing, uh, but we, exactly. I, I mean, I'm speaking for myself mainly, that I don't really know what I'm doing when I'm singing. I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. And sometimes in the result, you can hear it. Like it's the wrong, complete wrong note sometimes. You know, there's very little control. But mm. that said, I sing way more now because of the show and because of kind of yeah. nakedly doing it in the show and not uh, cutting it in, in the post. Well, I mean, you know, like uh, Bob Dylan plays harmonica uh, more than he should, you know, but he likes doing it and he really puts himself out there with, uh, you know, less than stellar uh, composure and uh, skill and uh, technical chops, but it's it's part of him, you know, like that's, you also have to get that out. Although like there's part of me that I don't put in the in the podcast uh, for good reasons because it doesn't fit, you know, and uh, that's okay. And it feels also that the limitation of um, of this podcast is working. Yeah, um, to kind of uh, turn the the wheel around. Uh, what's mm-hmm. in it for the future? Like, uh, not spoiling any ideas, but uh, like uh, maybe general directions or uh, things yeah, you want to well, do with the show. Well, I I really enjoyed uh, one of my favorite episodes. One was when we had our uh, special guest star Isaac uh, talking about Joni Mitchell and Johnny Marr. Uh, that was really a, a cool experience to have an out an outside. Uh, someone from the outside uh, chiming in and talking with us. Um, it, it, it shook things up in a good way, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he was also such he's a, such an excellent uh, guitar player, so that also helped, of course. And yeah. um, you did the, the the Maiden podcast uh, with with the Finnish guys. Yep. Uh, which was uh, definitely interesting. It was weird not to be part of it, but it was uh, uh, <laughs> it was definitely surprising to to listen to also how much. It uh, it's like there was some uh, some stuff that came up in our in our own maiden mania special that kind of resonated with what you guys talked about. Yeah, uh, it was kind of more like actually the research for our episode, and uh, yeah. it was only meant as a bonus feature for yeah. that episode. Either way, yeah. and that's what I also yeah. told them. But uh, you know, just a little bit of research for me to get into uh, because it's such a big band for me. It's just kind of see, okay, let's let's take in two more opinions on this one to kind of curate the episode, if you will, and then why not release it, you know, just for fun. Yeah. But guests, Uh, guests anyway, that's a good thing, guests, and preferably with uh, both you and me present, so one guest is easier than two, because four people talking, that's a lot, you know, even (laughs) even editing-wise, it's too much. So, uh, yeah, definitely more gain for guests in the future, I think, and as we said, we want to try and get experimental as well. Like uh, we shouldn't put limits on on <laughs> how strange this this podcast could be. 
No, exactly. I mean, there, there's so many ways to shake this up, and we shouldn't say anything because when, sometimes when you reveal something too early, you lose interest. You you got to keep it real. And you, I think you told me once that uh, shouldn't send people too much uh, work in progress because that uh, right can really kill kill uh, your game. Let's I say. think so. I think so. Sometimes just keep it uh, and prepare it and hone it for a while and then release it. I think when you release it is good. And we talked about Prince earlier today, actually, uh, when we recorded last normal episode. And he he didn't release so much in progress, right? He even finished the progress without releasing it. So <laughs> on that yeah, account, it was you know. just like uh, and uh, from our and it seems so long ago we did uh, a, a double Metallica special, which was kind of. Uh, Fun. Uh, definitely an fun. experience it was really fun i'd really gone way i mean now we just did maiden special i mean there was maybe even more work put into it uh the amount of riffs but um metallica was also that was interesting and i remember being so happy to nail this uh one of my favorite riffs of all time if i remember it <laughs> Creeping Death, uh, yeah, that was a fun riff, and I remember you really kind of honed in and trying to focus on exactly nailing it, which I liked because it's one of some riffs. Uh, this is also like a, uh, an overall overhauling topic. Some riffs can be interpreted more than others. Like you can, yeah. you don't have to time yeah. it exactly the same. The the riff comes across anyway. Uh, whereas some riffs like Creeping Death, you should pretty much be dead on to uh, to send the message through and uh, to to ground the episode and generalize the episode may, maybe. We could um, address that, like uh, the identity of a riff. Where does it really mm. lie? I think it differs from riff to riff. Sometimes it's the exact rhythm. Sometimes it's the choice of notes. Sometimes it's even uh, the, the sound is very important. Like the actual yeah. tone and sound of your, your rig, your guitar. Yeah, I, I dialed in. Like well, the I think the only time I really went for it, I dialed in and uh, an expro- exp- approximation, but quite exactly the... Uh, quite quite close, I must say, the right tone to uh, die straight, but for nothing, because it was it was such a a big deal. Uh, the, the 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 like myth of the riff is how they recorded it, and that yes. it's not really clear how it was made. But uh, with with today's um, uh, com- computer assisted um, uh, soundscapes, you know, you have VSTs. This plugins in uh, programs like uh, Cubase or uh, GarageBand that can mimic the sound of like this classic uh, recording. So I I looked on YouTube like how do I dial this in in Guitar Rig as it's called, and I I think it I went pretty well. And then then I you started riffing and it was so many accents and so many dead notes and uh, things. I mean, but it makes sense to try and play it as close as possible at least before you start. Uh, uh, spicing it up, you know, or making it yours, so that you know yeah. the, how it's originally is. Yeah, I think we kind of landed it here. Uh, like now, I really feel like I know where we are on on the world map <laughs> with this journey to riff them. Like uh, how it's just uh, the aspect of the riff and uh, how the riff becomes part of the story. Sometimes, just you know, yeah. playing the riff is is a way to connect with the story also of of the song and of the current yeah. situation. Like. Uh, or dialing in the sound even uh, is part of it. Just vibe into it. And I guess that's about it. That's what we're trying to do. And uh, we can't reveal too much, right? Not even to each other uh, about the future plans. So we're just going to <laughs> keep it at guests. You know, one guest uh, would be nice uh, every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, all right. But I mean... It- yeah, my my biggest I kind of said it already, but I'm really happy we're doing this uh show every week. It really puts me uh <laughs> sometimes I really feel like I I woke up one night, you know, feeling oh no, no, I, d- I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> uh I woke up in the middle of the night, oh no, I have to prepare a riff. And uh, but then I realized we just recorded an episode and there's a whole week left. Oh, <laughs> I will learn it. And then it's Thursday. I'm sitting there like Ah, trying to learn, a, uh, like uh, teach myself, like the the riff from "Surprise, You're Dead." Uh, yeah, <laughs> from, right. That was uh, a good from one Fate too. No More. I was like, 
god damn it and then it kind of works that was my favorite to guess uh, because i it couldn't guess it until like it was four notes left and then it just popped you know so <laughs> i was my mind was active the whole time like just kind of trying to grind that thrash riff into sense and then ah yeah. surprise your dad cool yeah. so that was uh, you know that uh, i think the guessing part uh, starts your brain too i just realized now that that's also a good way to engage uh, your counterpart in, in our case yeah because uh, yeah. you have to start thinking about something, even if it's just Germany. <laughs> that was a fun no, one. Exactly, it was exactly. so fun to do man or and combine it with uh, with the Jay Maskus and Dinosaur Junior. You know that was that was fun. <laughs> I, I wanted to do Manowar yeah. since episode one, and I just always waited for the opportunity to strike. And I didn't know that that was the opportunity, but uh, lo and behold, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, I think like also some some things you like continue to play as well. Like I I can't listen back to how I played in episode six, uh, Crazy Train, Ugh. and I also kind of skipped on the cool uh, chorus riff. You know, like I, I skipped the cool things. Now now I go a bit further. You you have to look through the whole song. Maybe there's like a thing there that you have to feature. You know, that maybe yeah. it's not obviously the first riff, but. Uh, uh, so I think I think it's evolving in that sense also that you become this riff detective, uh, groove agent. Uh, yeah, the groove <laughs> groove agent. Groove or, agent. The, or the rock police that made a, a short stop but didn't really <laughs> stick around. No, no. <laughs> Let's see if there will be a second coming of rock police. But I think uh, they might. You might want to be on the lookout for another fella, groove agent. Let's see. Groove agents. So with that, uh, with the, the the warning of the forthcoming Groove Agents, I think we can sign off this uh, little recollection episode, which just kind of, it is to summarize uh, the fact that we made it through a first season, even though it's not season-based. Like, there's no break in between. Uh, the second season just flows right into it. And that's, uh, you know, yeah. a half a year of, of riffage and riff talk. Yeah, I mean, it went went fast, I think. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm kind of happy that my son was born a year ago, so he wasn't born at the same time as we started Riff. It would be weird <laughs> to have <this> thing <laughs> co competing too much, but now they feel like uh, he, they, uh, my son and uh, this podcast, feel like separate things, but they exist in in the, in the life that I'm leading, and I'm right. actually I'm, I'm pretty happy with it right cool. now. Even though there's Corona, even though uh, everything that's happening, we still have this, and I think that is uh, a very good thing to have. We're making do, right? We're making do. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, hoping that it also influences uh, you, dear listener, to pick up the guitar, but maybe also start your own uh, riff podcast. I mean, uh, we could use some, uh, because we're the only riff podcast. You know, right. there's no no one else. Right. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of hard being on top like this, you know, with no... With no opposition. Yeah, windy up here on, on the top, you know. <laughs> yeah. on the on the peak performance of state of the art riff uh, podcasting yeah. it's just it's really hard to 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 be the best exactly i mean uh <laughs> best and the, the the best and worst riff podcast out there this this one uh, ex exactly The worst riff ever. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I thought you had something good up your sleeve. Like, blah, blah. <laughs> that's wow, what happens. Competing with, with invaders there, you know? <laughs> no, wait, wait. Crafting wait. the worst of riff. <laughs> wait. <laughs> what a bad riff. I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I got a clip of it. Oh, all right. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect slip, yeah. All right. It's been good fun to just recollect and maybe also good for our work ethics to just kind of recollect what we've been doing for, for this first season, heading into season two of Gain for Riffs. And, uh, 
Yeah. I also want to send the most special thank you to you, dear listener. Uh, I mean, even listening to an episode of this, like a meta episode, that's like a listener plus for you. Uh, so really happy to have you around. And uh, thank you, Ole, for, you know, just for good amounts of riff fun over not only the last six months, really, but uh, like in a new format. Yeah, definitely. And um, well, uh, thank you, Jonathan, for being such a great uh, riffmeister and uh, co-host of uh, Gain It For Riffs, uh, my favorite podcast about riff. And just to uh, mean maybe sign off.